Hello! From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. In honor of Women's History Month, we're dedicating the month of March to talking about feminists, women who fought for gender equity. Our Woman of the Day was a pioneering civil and women's rights activist in South Africa. Born into great wealth, she shed the mores of the upper class and the Victorian era in favor of devoting herself to education and organizing for the marginalized in South African society. Let's talk about Elizabeth Maria Molteno. Elizabeth, or Betty, was born in 1852 to a white South African British family. She grew up in Cape Town on an estate with 18 siblings. Her father, John Molteno, was the first prime minister of the city. Her father's political career stoked Betty's intellectual curiosity and led to a great love of learning and a desire to revolt against the restrictive bourgeois life she was born into. Betty was unconventional for her time. She became a vegetarian, donned simple clothes, and decided not to marry. Instead, she moved to England to study at Newnham College, Cambridge. While she was interested in science and politics, her career options were limited at the time because of her gender. Betty ended up going into education, focusing on the schooling of girls. In 1890, Betty became the principal of the Collegiate School for Girls in Port Elizabeth. She expanded beyond the traditional subjects reserved for girls in the Victorian era. She also utilized modern teaching methods that went beyond simple rote memorization popular at the time. Elizabeth even taught sex education to her students, likely the first sex education curriculum in the country. In 1899, South Africa was plunged into the Anglo-Boer War. Betty was outspokenly against the conflict. Her protests on the matter cost her her job. The white community of Port Elizabeth was staunchly pro-British and demanded Betty be forced out. She moved back to Cape Town and became a founding member of the South Africa Conciliation Committee. The group organized protests against the war. Thousands of people attended and demanded the end of the conflict. The war did eventually end in 1902. Displeased with the political environment that followed, Betty set off for England in 1909. There, she made new friends and became active in a variety of causes, including suffrage. One particularly notable friendship was with Mahatma Gandhi. In 1912, Betty returned to South Africa, where she became involved in the non-racialism movement and participated in a campaign organized by Gandhi. Betty sought to connect the struggle of Indians to the struggle of Africans. She educated people on imperialist oppression and lobbied for a future where people of all races and genders would be valued citizens of South Africa. She was a very talented public speaker. Betty was also active in calling out and challenging the abuse of prisoners in South Africa, including Gandhi and his wife. Despite the long-lasting camaraderie between Betty and Gandhi, their friendship did come to a close over political differences. Betty believed that black South Africans should be at the center of the struggle and that the movement should focus on empowering them. Gandhi, however, remained focused on Indians and also ascribed to binary ideas of civilized and uncivilized people. 
Betty spent a significant amount of time in England during the latter half of her life. She moved there when World War I broke out in 1914. Joining her friends Emily Hobhouse and Olive Schreiner, who were also active in feminist politics. She continued to be a pacifist and organized with conscientious objectors opposing the war. Beyond all of her political work, Betty was also a lifelong writer, publishing her work in magazines in South Africa and Britain. Emily Hobhouse said to Betty of her writing, your gift of seeing into the heart of things is so great and you have control of such exquisite language for expressing moral and spiritual aspects. Betty died in England at the age of 74. She was incredibly influential during the late 19th and early 20th century in South Africa. Betty created a platform for women's education and popularized ideas of anti-racism, anti-imperialism, and feminism that left a significant mark on her country. All month, we're talking about feminists. We've covered feminists in every theme so far, What differentiates this month is that we'll be looking at women who are particularly important to the women's rights movement, the suffrage movement, and or modern feminism and feminist theory. On Saturdays, we're talking about modern feminists brought to you by this month's sponsor, Fiverr. On Sundays, we're highlighting favorite feminists from past months, chosen by other podcast hosts we love. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our new Encyclopedia Womanica newsletter. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. And you can follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Fiverr, an online digital services marketplace connecting businesses with women who are creating, designing, copywriting, programming, editing, and more. Fiverr empowers the world's freelance community creating opportunities for all feminists to build their business, brand, or dreams on their own terms. Women are an integral part of Fiverr's platform. And now, Fiverr's looking to hire more people behind the scenes who are passionate about supporting women to create, design, and innovate through their unique freelance platform. Fiverr operates in over 160 countries and offers digital services across 300 categories, so there are clearly lots of opportunities to change how the world works. Head to fiverr.com jobs to see open jobs or to sign up as a seller on the platform. That's fiverr.com jobs. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.